What is up, River family? It is Wednesday, which means it's our Wednesday Bible study. Here's why we do this. We want to grow together right where we are. So we hope that this encourages you. We hope it inspires you. So let's dive into his word. What is up, everybody? It's Wednesday morning. You guys know it's our Wednesday morning Bible study. No theme song? Okay, no theme song. No theme <laughs> And uh, so I'm pumped. I'm here with our outreach pastor, Tori. Good morning. And our youth pastor, Naomi. And uh, we're pumped. We do this every Wednesday at 9 a.m. And our goal is this. We want to grow together right where we are. And what we do is we are taking the Bible in, in bite-sized portions. Right? Um, I, when I think of bite-sized, I think about like the little bitty candy bars. And I don't... They're, they're, they're miserable. Don't get bite-sized candy. Anyways, um, but when it comes to the Bible, read it in bite-sized portions, especially if you struggle with it. It's a good thing. Um, so we've been journeying through the book of Mark. We're getting closer and closer to the cross. Uh, Mark is 16 chapters long. We're going to be in, in Mark chapter 14. We're only going to do four verses today, starting in verse 27 or uh, five verses. We're going to go 27 through 31. This is actually probably a common... Um, scripture, most people, I think most have heard this, and if you haven't, that's okay. There's no judgment. Like We're growing in this together, and this is what it says. Jesus said to them, you will all fall away. I'm going to stop real quick. Now, if you remember, he had just predicted that somebody's going to betray him, right? Mm -hmm. He said, one of you guys is going to betray me, and they're like, well, which one? He's like, well, it's somebody that's going to dip in the cup. Well, they're all dipping in the cup. So, like, <laughs> it's inconclusive, at least from the angle that Peter's kind of given us, they do the Lord's Supper. So picking back up, he says, uh, you will all fall away because it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. But after I've been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, even though all may fall, yet I will not. And Jesus said to him, truly I say to you that this very night before a rooster crows twice, you yourself will deny me three times. But Peter kept saying insistently, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they were all saying the same thing also. Five little bitty verses. There's a whole lot here. What are y'all seeing? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like Peter. I relate to Peter. Yeah. I say things and I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> I feel like that's why Peter's like kind of the most vocal right here at first, because at the end it says they all said it. But I feel like Peter is, you know, he's always a man that's saying things, and sometimes Jesus puts him back in his place, you know. But I think Peter's probably just like the disciples, but he's saying it, and he's speaking out, and everyone else is feeling the same thing, like, oh, no, no, we would never, you know. But um, I think that it's actually, there's hope in this verse, and I think it's hard to see that, mm -hmm. unless you look at the references. So it's that reference, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered, that's falling back to an Old Testament scripture like we talked about. And if you keep going, it says like the, they'll be scattered. And then it says, but they will um, be gathered and they will call on the name of the Lord. So it was like he was telling them there's going to be a fire. There's going to be some testing and refining of characters, mm -hmm. but you're going to return. You know, and I think you noticed there was another hope there even in it. Yeah, so I'll encourage this. Since we're like going through the Bible together, I think a good thing to to it's wise for us to give like advice when reading it, like things to practice. Um, so the text that's referenced is Zechariah thirteen verse seven. So when you see text references, um, especially if you read like the Pauline letters, the most quote uh, Paul quotes Isaiah a ton. He loves Isaiah. It's it's the most quoted book 
by Paul in the Pauline letters. In order to catch what he's really trying to get at, you got to go back and look and see what those uh, what those books are talking about. So Zechariah, when you look at that entire chapter, it's like there's a bunch of false prophets, and he's telling them to like, well, you know, you're going to be held to your words. It's not a pretty story. And then he tells, he says, two thirds of y'all are going to be wiped out, but there's going to be a remnant, which is a key theme um, throughout the the prophetic books, and really even now, like the Christians. If you think about Christians in perspective of the entire world and, and how many people are on the earth, we're a remnant. We're a remainder that are faithful to God. Um, and then when it talks about this text, he, he uses this language. He says, um, strike my shepherd. Um, so there's there's uh, kind of this uh, connection between the shepherd and the prophetic word in Jesus. You know what I mean? So the only the, what's really interesting is uh, it says, strike my shepherd. And then here, Jesus says, I will strike my shepherd. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that they're going to miss out is that when Jesus does this, it's that God is doing the striking. Yeah. Right. But there is so much hope. He he tells them, listen, I'm going to strike down the shepherd. And it says that they're going to be scattered. And then with that last third, uh, Tori, you're talking about this, is it says that I'm going to refine them. Like I'm going to. Like put them through the fire. Not the fire is has two different analogies in the Bible. One is judgment. Uh, three different analogies. One is judgment. Another is God's presence, and another is refining. Yeah. You know what I mean? So think about. Well, uh, you, you've talked about refining before. I've heard you use it uh, with your students on a yeah. Wednesday. Will you share that analogy? Like, was it refining gold? Uh, silver. I actually really like this analogy. There's a um, silversmith. I don't know silver. I don't know what they're called. The guy who makes silver and refines silver like a sword or something. And so he he keeps refining it. And he puts it in fire and he keeps refining it until he can see his own reflection in the silver. And so he can, and that's when he knows. Once he can see his reflection in the silver, then he knows it's been refined and there's no more impurities. And I think God does the same thing. He'll keep refining us until he can see his reflection into us. And so he's like, nope, still a little more. <laughs> like, yeah. we're fine a little more. So it puts a whole different perspective on trial. You mean? Sometimes um, sometimes trial are come because we, like, directly go against God's word. You know I mean, Jonah. Jonah is a great example. Goes through a storm. Why? Because he's running away from Nineveh because he knows God's going to save him. But then there's, like, trials like... Um, the, for example, when Peter walked on water, that, that whole storm, Jesus tells them, go to the other side. They're not in any direct violation of Jesus's command or God's command. They're literally doing what he said. And the storm still comes. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, um, sometimes the fires in your life are those moments where God is trying to refine you or grow you or get those impurities out of you. Why? So that he could see himself in, in yeah. you. I think when we gain this perspective, like so much stress and anxiety can go away because you just like instead of being so worried about the situation and the circumstances you're more focused on like trusting god and like leaning into god more and you go through the refining process a little more smoothly when you do when you can have that perspective instead yeah that's good it's not always easy but you know yeah. It's a good <laughs> <track>. <laughs> no, fire's hot. <laughs> and depending on the length that you stand in there, it's exhausting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, the hope that we talked about, so Tori, like in this, there's, there's a lot of hope when you look at the Zechariah text that there's going to be a remnant and that he's going to refine them. But uh, at the next verse, this is something that I think that they overlooked. Verse 28, he says, But after I have been raised, I will go, I will go with you to Galilee. That's sure. a lot of hope. <laughs> there, there is a whole lot of hope. It's like, guys, listen, I'm about to die. 
One of y'all is going to betray me. Um, in fact, after I die, y'all are all going to scatter. But I'm going to see you at Galilee. And it's like, wait, yeah. hold on. You said one of us is going to betray you. We're going to scatter. It's like you, have you ever, like, it's like hiding a good message in the middle of, like, the conversation and people missing out that 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 good comment. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what it seems like. Yeah. It's like, hey, okay. And maybe they were unaware of the Zechariah text to the extent. I think that's a stretch, maybe. Because, you know, Jewish culture, they were familiar with yeah. the Bible, they, you know, or the, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and stuff like that. But I think that message would have been so easy, even as readers. Like, how many times have we, can we read over uh, a thing and be like, oh, my gosh, the abomination of desolate and all of this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, but there's like there's that one verse with hope in the middle yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we focus on the scattering and the betraying and we miss out that he said, no, I'm going to be with you guys again. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm coming back. I, there's a funny, it's a dad joke, but it was like Jesus was telling his disciples, he said, uh, hey guys, I'm going to die. But in three days, I'm coming back. And they were like, no way. And Jesus goes, Yahweh. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> he's like, I'm coming back, guys. I'm going to see you in Galilee. There might be like kind of a hint of selfishness a little bit here because they're so focused about the part that's about them. Mm-hmm. They like totally ignore the part that Jesus is like, I'll come back. But it's like it, the other part refers to them. So they're like, wait, what am I going to do? So I don't know, maybe maybe pride or maybe selfishness, selfishness. But either way, like they're just so worried about me. No, like yeah. <laughs> that's good. Because like, if somebody tells you you're going to do this or you usually do this, you're like, no, I don't. You, know, like, like, you don't even listen. It's like talking about marriage and relationships. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You like stop listening after that. Yeah. It's, like, it's like I hope you who I hope you heard that. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I had a buddy of mine that used to do that in service. They would do a, a marriage context, and it would he would like he's the biggest guy I've ever met. And when the pastors talk about something, he would put his hand over his wife, like in the middle of Trinity. He's oh like, you can't miss. It was so funny. He's a funny guy. Well, let's so let's go to Peter. Don't give our guys ideas. Don't do, or anybody. Don't point at your spouse in the relationship series. I'm just seeing on Sunday a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, let's go. So now we we funnel in. Jesus is given. He's quoted an Old Testament text. We've gone back. We've looked at it. We see the hope. And then Peter. Peter speaks up. Um, I think what we see is a development of, of Peter kind of as a leader. Because, um, okay, so we know another conversation that happens earlier in the book is Jesus says, hey, who do the people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? You is plural. Who do y'all say that I am? And Peter speaks up on behalf of the group. You're the Messiah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then, and then we also know that he get, tries, Jesus is like, okay, I'm going to die. And he's like, I'm not going to let it happen. And Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we kind of see, like, uh, Peter is really stepping up, really, in a leadership role. Um, and this one is like, listen, uh, even if they fall away, I'm not going to. I'll tell you where my mind goes. How many times do we know uh, in the Bible where the disciples argue about who's the greatest? Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when you think about the comparison between Peter and John. Yes. Like, yeah. they legit recorded a race in the Bible, and it's going to be forever known that John was faster than Peter. You know what I mean? But, like, I, I, I see that kind of. The disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah, the disciple whom Jesus The disciple whom Jesus blessed with speed. Um, so, like, look at this. Even though they all may fall, even though all may fall, I won't. You know, there's there's this inside confidence, and then Jesus tells him this hard thing before the rooster crows twice. Uh, depending on tradition, that either signifies morning or um, it would be 12, 
like midnight and 1.30 a.m. He says, before, throw, before the rooster crows twice, you're going to deny me three times. Like, you're going to reject me, disown me, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, say you have no association with me. And, and then they continue. He's like, and he's like, even if I have to die, I'm not going to do that. And then everybody's like, yeah, we're not going to bail on you either. You know what I mean? What do y'all, what do y'all see in this? I don't think Peter's coming at it as like, I won't. Like, not, no, I'm better than the rest. I don't think he's coming at it with that. Because I was reading in a commentary that the way it's worded and the way it's phrased in whatever language, it's, it's more of an empathetic, like, not I, not me. So I think it's like a, no, Jesus, no, I won't. I won't. Like, it's, I, don't, I think no, it's more I, like that. I think that makes sense when you put it in light of, like, one of y'all is going to betray me. And they're sitting there trying to figure out. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a. We're not gonna hurt you. Like I think it's, uh, and, and it says that even Jesus responds empathetically, or you know, uh, and he cries like, "No, for real, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. How how would you feel if, like, put yourself in Peter's shoes and you're like, "No, nah, Lord, I'm, I'm not, you know, not I empathetically or in a comparison way." I'm not going to do it. And Jesus says, hey, listen, I love you, but you're going to, you're actually going to, you specifically are actually going to deny me three times before, before morning. How, how do you think that hits Peter? I mean, it said he kept insisting. So I think he, I think he really thought in his heart, he wasn't going to do it. And I think we can all relate to that because like, if you think about even maybe um, where you are now or maybe where you were in your past, like. We, we're all, we've all been in a spot where we're like, Lord, I won't do this again. Lord, I promise. Lord, I'm going to change. And I think Peter is really has that heart of, no, I won't deny you. And he does. And I think this is important because, um, you know, if we keep reading, then Jesus says, hey, go get my disciples and Peter. Because Peter, they, it said, the last verse said, and they all said the same thing. Yeah. So they all scattered. They all said the same thing Peter did. But Peter went into shame, and Peter went into loneliness, and Peter separated himself because he had messed up. He had, you know, he had betrayed or sinned. And I think we all can relate to Peter because we all tell God, "Hey, I'll change. I'll do this. I'll do this different or something," you know. And then we all mess up, and I think some of us do go and get alone and in that shame. And the Lord's always calling us back, "Hey, hey, I'm waiting good. for you in Galilee. Hey, come back to me. Hey, you know, like." And I think that it's important because I think it's a gospel message. Jesus is still calling us back even when we mess up. It's the good news. He, No matter what we do, even if we betray Jesus to his face, he's like, no, I got gotcha. you. Come back. Come back. That's really good. So. I, yeah, I think, uh, like, you know, statistically, a lot of college students may grow up in the church, but then they leave. And I think there's a big kind of when you're out on your own, this questioning of your faith. Yeah. You mean like is it is this do I really believe what what I've been brought up in, especially in the light of a, a collegiate system that may not teach in accordance with with what we're taught? You know what I mean? So it's, we I think at some point we all kind of have this Peter moment where we ask the question like do, is this real? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And that could be us juggling the same moment. And I've even heard like it, it, us similar people going into the same spot like shaming themselves for asking the question. But I think asking the question is actually us, like our pursuit of wanting to know God more. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, when you ask the question, like if, if you're questioning your faith, like um, 
Well, it, it, any question that, that requires you to dive deeper into God is evidence of you being more hungry for him. You know, that's what Peter was doing. He was saying, was anything Jesus did really real? Yeah. I mean, was he even really real? Like, because he had just died. Mm-hmm. And Jesus had put all his hope. But, you know, Peter's perspective was a little different, like overthrow the government. You know, like mm-hmm. his expectations of Jesus were different than what Jesus was really there to do. And But like you said, he was being refined. He was being his, you know, because Peter yeah. actually does die. For mm-hmm. Jesus's, you know. he wasn't the only one. Think about well, yeah, John the Baptist. A lot, yeah, a lot of John the Baptist. <laughs> Jesus said was the greatest prophet uh, of the Old Testament prophets. Right? He says he's the greatest. And when John's in prison, he sends a messenger. Jesus, like, hey, are you really the guy? Or are we waiting yeah. on somebody else? That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Jesus, like, well, tell them the the lame walk, the blind heal, uh, the sick are, are not sick anymore, and all of this other stuff. So it kind of gives him hope about who he is, dependent on or based on the Old Testament scriptures. You know, but uh, Jesus actually told him he was gonna die because he was referring to an Old Testament scripture when Jesus quoted that, and he stopped at um, the captives will be set free. So John knew oh. he wasn't gonna be set free because Jesus stopped before that next verse. Oh. So it was like a message to John, like I am who I said I am, and I do all these things, and he stopped saying. I can't set you free. Yeah. It was like a secret message in the messages. The Bible's so cool. Sorry. Burning out. Do you think, let me ask this question. This is really, I think this will translate to today. The risk is high, right? If Peter doesn't deny Jesus, what happens? He's probably on a cross next to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when, do you think the that he denied him because of the risk? because of the, the potential that he could lose his life. Mm-hmm. And then do you think a lot of times in, in our life, we walk away from calling and stuff like that when we feel like the risk is the highest? You know what I mean? Um, I think that's, that's a, hard, a hard thing. Like for some of us, the reason we don't uh, share the gospel is because of the risk, the potential of losing peers, uh, losing, being looked at different, um, uh, being ostracized in our workplace and and stuff like that. And I think uh, when I think about risk versus reward, I think about like, is it Stephen who gets stoned to death? And it says that he looked up to heaven. He saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the father. It's all the time in the Bible that, that, uh, that Jesus is mentioned standing, which is super interesting, but at the risk. He, and what he does is he basically tells him, Hey, the guy you killed, the guys that you guys killed is the Messiah. And, and tells him the gospel and then he gets stoned and looks up and sees God sitting, standing at the right hand of the Father. Uh, I heard a pastor say, uh, uh, that's the life that I want to live, that when I stand up for God, I can look up and see Jesus standing up for me. That's uh, good. I was like, yeah, that's really, that's really cool, you know. Um, so I, it's just interesting to me that when the risk is super high and in and, and, and a time when Peter could really uh, i don't know show love stand by it's not that he didn't love jesus i one commentary said it this way it's not that he didn't love jesus or he didn't have faith in jesus but he didn't have faith in the god that jesus was following does that make sense like in god's plan for for what jesus was supposed to do which uh that that could be hard for all of us we we like god's plan when it's comfortable and stuff but when the risk is high 
with his sweaty palms and <laughs> anxious and I don't know. I, that's what I see like in that last text is like, man, the risk is really high. And and the truth is, put in the same situation, I don't know that I'd have responded any different. You know, it's easy for us to 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 sit where we are and say, well, man, Peter's weak and all that other stuff. And I would say, okay, so. Like, why don't you share the word where you are, like at work? And maybe you do. If you do, then, I mean, I, high five. You know what I mean? But if that was true, then if if then we would live it all the time, is what I'm saying. You know? Mm-hmm. This is where my mind goes. Well, I just think about, like, being in Peter's shoes at the moment. I don't know exactly. I don't know if, it's where, if he's at the cross or if it's where he's being flogged. I don't know what part Peter denies him at, but just being, imagining being in those shoes and like watching a human being get like absolutely tortured. I would be terrified. Like, nope. Yeah. Nope. That would be so I would be really scared because I'd be like, I don't want that. Well, and, and they know like the cross, they, the Roman, when you, the Romans, when you look at history, they had perfected the cross. Mm-hmm. It was the most embarrassing way uh, uh, to die. And it was used to create fear in anybody that would try to to cause an uprising or like treason or anarchy or anything like that like they they perfected it (laughs) they had the system down to a t where it was like it was death but suffering which (laughs) let's not go there but he says he'll meet him again all right. Uh, anything else? Any closing? Any closing thoughts that you guys focus have? on seeing Jesus again? <laughs> we're gonna take a bus to Gal. Well, not a bus. Gas prices are high. Take a bike. <laughs> we're gonna take a bike to Galilee. Uh, uh, well, we hope that you got something out of today. There's hope. Uh, our Galilee is is heaven. One day we're gonna see Jesus again, where He's gonna come and and get us at the second coming, and it's gonna be uh, just living in the new Eden would be probably the best way to say that. So, uh, man, we hope you got something out of today. It was a lot of fun. It's a hard text, especially to put yourself in, in Peter's shoes. But uh, we do this every week, 9 a.m., every Wednesday at 9 a.m., to grow together uh, right where we are by looking at the Bible in bite-sized portions. So we hope you have an amazing day, and we'll see you next week. Well, hey, that is our Wednesday Bible study. We just want to thank you so much again for joining us. And if you want to join us every week, if you'll click subscribe, this podcast will pop up right there for you. Again, we want to do this to grow together right where we are.